Hello guys, welcome to the Touch Tech Speaks Podcast and today we are having another wonderful episode. Hope you guys listen and enjoy. Someone that he's a 23 year old internationally renowned speaker, spoke at some of Tony Robbins' events. He's the author of Victim to Victor and is a professional bodybuilder. He's here with me today, Nick Santana Stanzo. How is everything? What's going on, brother? I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much. So, can you please tell us a bit more about your story, where you're coming from, and what got you to where you are right now? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I'm 23 years old. In 1996, um, my mom went into labor with me, and um, you know they classify me with Hanhart syndrome. And what Hanhart syndrome is is a super rare genetic disorder that either leaves the babies with undeveloped limbs or undeveloped organs. And so, at the time of my birth in 1996, I was the 12th baby in medical history that they've ever seen this happen to. And out of the 12, eight of them have passed away due to undeveloped organs. And so the syndrome either leaves the babies with undeveloped limbs or undeveloped organs. And so when I was born, um, the doctors went ahead and did a bunch of tests on my organs and they came back 100% healthy. And so the only thing that was affected (laughs) were were my limbs. And so I was born with no legs and one arm. And, um, you know, from, from the earliest the earliest times the doctors basically handed over a list to my parents and they said you know these are all the things that your son won't be able to do right your son won't be able to drive a car your son won't be able to feed himself your son won't be able to dress himself basically your son will be a big baby for the rest of his life and i'm extremely grateful for the choice that my parents made and the choice my parents made was telling the doctors thanks but no thanks and they threw that list out and they said we are not going to accept your limiting beliefs or you put limits on my child. We're going to see what my child is truly capable of doing. And um, so I'm extremely grateful for my parents making that decision because, you know, thoughts like we were talking about, thoughts become things, right? We plant seeds and, you know, we try to plant empowering seeds rather than disempowering seeds. And I think a lot of the times that we have limiting beliefs of, you know, I can't do this or I'm not tall enough, I'm not strong enough, I'm not pretty enough. And sometimes those beliefs get adopted from what other people say to us, right? And so I'm just uh, extremely grateful that my parents went ahead and ignored the uh, medical professionals and they were going to see what I was truly capable of doing. And, you know, as, as parents, you're really cultivating or sculpting your kids' mindsets by your actions, your words, the way you show up, the way you answer the phone call, the way you get pissed off in traffic. And so, you know, my parents from an early age, they sat me down and they said, Nick, the world's not going to adapt to you. You're going to have to adapt to the world. You got to figure out how to do things Nick's way. And so, you know, from an early age, my parents sat me down and they said, here's your clothes, you know, figure it out. Or here's your food, figure it out. And what they were actually doing, I don't know if they noticed, but what they were actually doing was they were getting me into a solution-oriented mindset. And so what that means is rather than reacting to problems and you know focusing on the problem, I was designed to, or I was programmed to focus on the solution of how I was going to overcome that or how I was gonna put my clothes on or how I was gonna get on the chair, right? And so I think a lot of the time, 
times, you know, for the parents that are listening, you can ask yourself the question of, you know, are you doing too much for your kids? Are you, are you not allowing your kids to fall down and get back up and really exercise that muscle of doing hard things? Wow. Wow. The way you began, we are all products. There's something I'm, I'm reading in the book, The Magic of Thinking People. We are all products of the thinking around us and the energy around us. So, wow. So, tell us more about your childhood. Well, how was your childhood going through school and all of it? Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, when I got into school, I think when I was a young kid, I didn't realize I was too different, right? I was just a, a normal kid living life. And I think by the time I got into middle school, I finally realized how different I was. Um, I realized that I couldn't ride a bike like the other kids or the kids were taller than me and I wasn't growing as, as tall or, you know, as tall as they were. And there was someone pushing me in a wheelchair and no one, no one else was in a wheelchair. And so as a kid, I realized these little things that, you know, showed me that I was different and I think we can all agree that middle school and high school are probably some of the most judgmental times of our lives you know as kids we're trying to find you know our path in life or you know we start to care about more about what other people think of us or you know what kind of clothes we're wearing are we are we cool are we not cool we're trying to find a click you know a friend group and you know for me what I'm super grateful for is I had a great set of friends and, you know, we were talking about, you know, the power of environment, right? The power of environment. You are the, the product of the five people that, that you hang around the most. And so, you know, the one thing that I'd want to shed light on is for the parents or for the kids is, you know, you want to show up your authentic self. You want to show up genuine, transparent, authentic, because that will allow you to attract the right kids um, the right students that will love you and, and hang out with you for you um, rather than putting on a fake mask, right? And having a fake set of friends. And um, that's something that I really admire about you is you're just very authentic and you're very genuine and you're very transparent and your content's so amazing. And I was, I'm drawn to you. I'm drawn to you because you are way ahead of your time, brother. You are way ahead of the game and you are always, um, you know, waking up early and reading the right books and sharing the knowledge. And I just want to, you know, put a little bit of spotlight on you because I am drawn to your energy and your frequency and the way that you uh, show up in the world. And so I want to commend you on that. And, um, you know, so it's really important for us to show up our authentic, transparent self um, rather than trying to be someone we're not, right? Um, I have a quote. I have a quote on my bicep and it says, you laugh at me because I'm different. I laugh at you because you're all the same. And what that means is so many people are trying to fit in with everyone else when the most attractive thing you could be, the most sexiest thing you could be, you could say is your, your authentic self and no one can be you. You are unique, you are beautiful, you are put on this earth for a reason and something higher than us, something greater in energy loved you enough to give you the gift of life and I often think that we get caught up in social media or we get caught up in school or we get caught up in our day-to-day -day and we forget to you know really appreciate the things that we have you know the fact that we woke up today or the fact that we have clothes on our body the fact that we have people in our life that you know love us the fact that we can get on a zoom call when you're all the way across the world and I'm in America like it's an amazing thing and so you know we can always we can always ground ourselves with not only perspective, but gratitude, right? Filling ourselves up with gratitude and, 
you know another reason why gratitude is so important is because it's actually emotionally impossible for you to feel grateful and sad or grateful and mad or grateful and angry at the same time and the reason being is because the emotion of gratitude outweighs all the negative emotions and so if you find you yourself but any of us listening if you find yourself mad you find yourself angry or anxious you know you want to go to moments that you were proud of you want to go to moments that you're grateful for and you want to fill up in those moments because you'll you'll find yourself grounded and realizing that the things that we're anxious or mad or angry about or scared about probably aren't really problems as humans we make our own problems the majority of the time yes. wow wow thank you very much for shedding light the funny part is that actually i actually wanted to ask a question about the tattoo in your hand and you just explained it now, the next question i have for you is what got you into having that unstoppable mindset at a young age yes yes say it again next question i have is what got you into having that unstoppable mindset yeah absolutely and so my life changed once i changed the way that i viewed the world Once I changed the way that I viewed my situation, you know, my living situation, I always tell people for the majority, I'm 23 years old, for the majority of my life, I thought being born with no legs and one arm was the biggest curse, was the most disgusting thing about me. And, you know, I, I didn't like it. I was very uncomfortable in my body. You know, there was times where I had thoughts of suicide or I had thoughts that I didn't want to live in this body anymore. And I was really just trying to find myself. Um, I also was trying to figure out where this confidence thing came from. Like, were you born with it or do you gain confidence? And what I've realized over my life is that confidence is a skill. It's something that you acquire. It's something that you have to practice. It's a muscle you have to exercise. And how we build confidence is keeping our word within ourselves. And so what I mean by that is humans, you, I, everyone listening, we are guilty of committing to something and not following through. Now, the underlying problem of that is every time that you commit to something and you don't follow through, you diminish the way you view yourself. You diminish your work ethic. You diminish the word, which as humans, our word is one of the most important things we have. And so if you want to know how to build confidence is you commit to things and you follow through on them. Um, it could be a big thing. It could be a small thing. You know, I know you wake up at four or five a.m. every day. You know, every time you do that, you should mentally applaud yourself. Um, but there's things in our life, whether they're big things or small things, that when we do it, we need to mentally applaud ourselves and and self praise ourselves. Um, and so, you know, I needed to find a way to build confidence. I needed to find a way to fall in love more with myself, right? Because so many people are trying to build relationships with other people so many people are trying to find happiness or seek validation from other people when the most important relationship you should be investing in is the one within yourself and so for me so for me i needed to commit to something and so i was you know with my friends and they said nick you know you should be a wrestler and um you know my older brother was a wrestler all my best friends were wrestlers and so i said man i want to be a wrestler um but i had a little bit of a problem a little bit of a challenge this arm my right limb was actually five inches longer than it is now and my bone was growing faster than my skin so it was super sensitive and the bottom line is if i would have hit my arm hard enough my bone would have came through my skin and so you know there was a phrase my parents taught me at an early age and it was the phrase it's not can't but how and you know this isn't just mindset mumbo jumbo 
but you we need to be very conscious of the language that we're using right because can't is not only disempowering but it blocks your brain from stimulating solutions and so how is not only empowering but it opens your brain to you know you know seek solutions right and so i was thinking about all the ways man how can i become a wrestler how can i become a wrestler and so I came home one day and I said, mom and dad, you know, I want to be a wrestler. And my mom said, oh, no, Nick, you know, wrestling's the most physical sport. What are you going to do if you hit your arm and your bone comes through your skin? And I looked at my parents and I said, can we cut my arm off? And they said, what do you mean cut my arm off? And I said, yeah, you know, can we do something about my arm? I want to be a wrestler. And, um, you know, they said, Nick, is this something that you really want to do? And I said, yes, I want to be a wrestler. I'll be able to hang out with my friends more. This will make me feel more confident. You know, I'll be labeled as an athlete. It'll, it'll change my life. And so, you know, my parents, you know, agreed and they went ahead and scheduled the, the appointment with the doctors to amputate my arm. And so what they did was they lasered five inches of my bone off and they did a skin graft. And what a skin graft is, is where they pull extra skin from my shoulder and they pull it over my bone so I could have padding, so I could do physical activities with it. And so my sophomore year of high school, I went through the surgery. And then my junior year, I tried out for my wrestling team. And um, in high school sports, you have JV and varsity. And so JV is not your starting lineup. And varsity is your starting lineup. And uh, my junior year of high school, I was a JV wrestler. And then my senior year, I was able to be the, the varsity 106-pound uh, varsity wrestler for my high school. Um, but the reason why I share that story is because I didn't even know if I had a spot on the wrestling team. But I was willing to sacrifice a piece of my arm to invest in myself, to build character, right? I know you talk about character and how your, your character really defines your destiny. I was taking the risk of amputating my arm so I could build my character, right? And so, you know, being becoming a wrestler made me feel better about myself. You know, I, I was not only spending more time with my friends, but I was loving myself more and more every day. You know, I was becoming an athlete. I was building my confidence and you know, that's something that everyone can do is, you know, there's so many things in our life that we can commit to, whether that's reading a book or whether that's listening to a podcast a day or, or whether that's going to your page and listening to your content every day, right? There's so many things that we can commit to. And then when we follow through, we will feel better about ourselves because as humans, we love the feeling of progress. We love the feeling of moving forward. And there's two things humans need to do in order to live a fulfilled life. The first is contribution. We always need to be looking for ways to contribute, whether that's posting content, whether that's giving a hug, a smile, a compliment, you know, donating some free time to feed the less fortunate. But as humans, you always need to contribute in some sort of way because contribution makes us feel good inside, right? And the second thing is we need to be growing. The universal law, this isn't my law, this isn't Tony Robbins' law, this isn't your law, but the universe says you're either growing or you're dying. You know, you if you look in nature, a flower is either growing or it's dying, you know? And so we always need to be moving forward, whether that's, you know, listening to podcasts, whether that's going to the gym or whether that's, you know, drinking a gallon of water every day, but you need to do something that is making you move forward each and every day. Because what I've realized is my lowest and darkest days come from the days where I'm not moving the needle forward in my life, you know, where I'm kind of stagnant. And so that's why it's extremely important every day that we're growing our mind, we're growing our physical body. And so those are two things humans need to do in order to live a fulfilled life.
And it's funny because, you know, especially with social media, you know, we're kind of programmed, we're kind of conditioned that, you know, when I, when I buy this house, I'll be happy. Or when I make this amount of money, I'll be happy. Or when I buy this car, I'll be happy. But what we're really chasing is an emotion, the emotion of happiness, the emotion of fulfillment. And so if you can find more ways in your life to feel happiness, if you can find more ways in your life to feel fulfillment, you will have a way brighter destiny, right? And, um, you know, that also comes down to the things that we focus on. You know, Tony Robbins says, where focus goes, energy flows. And our problems need focus in order to live, right? And so in my life, I'll give you a very simple example. Every day I can wake up and focus on the fact that I have no legs and one arm. Or every day I can wake up and, and focus on my individual strengths and harness those strengths into my superpowers and, and give, you know, gifts to the world. And so the quality of your life comes down to the quality of the things that you're focusing on. And so, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Wow. A person is a product of his own thoughts, right? Yeah. So next question I have for you is, you're an internationally known speaker. You've been doing amazing things, going around the world, preaching and spreading your own truth. So what got you into being this awesome speaker that you are today. What got you into that? Yeah, so, you know, I've only been speaking for probably three, almost four years. And so, you, you know, when I was in, when I was in high school, the app Vine came out and was an app where you can post six second videos. And so I wanted to create a way where I can make people laugh and inspire and inspire them at the same time. And so I, I, you know, I came up with this idea where if I dress up as a zombie and I scare people in public and prank them, that, you know, people, it's never been done before. And, um, you know, people would love it. And so I, I did the zombie pranks and I gained a million followers. And I realized that I liked helping people, whether that was making people laugh or whether that was inspiring them. And then from there, I said, I want to do something bigger and better. And so I said, you know, there's no guy with no legs and one arm bodybuilding. If I do it successfully, people are going to catch on. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah, that's the video. And so, if I do bodybuilding successfully, people can't take that away from me, and people are going to follow me, right? And so, I started bodybuilding, and people started to catch on to that. And then I met my business partners and my best friends who I live with today, and I shared my story with them, and they said, "Man, you could be on stage with Tony Robbins one day." And I said. Who's Tony Robbins? You know, at that time in my life, I had no idea who Tony Robbins was. And, you know, sometimes it takes a different person, you know, a person, um, whether it's a friend or a mentor or a stranger that sees a gift in you that you may not see in yourself. It's kind of like having a dusty trophy on the shelf and you don't really notice it until someone goes over there and shines it. Right. And then you're like, oh, my God, it's an amazing it's an amazing trophy. And so I feel as if speaking or conveying messages or storytelling. Right. Because storytelling is the most powerful way to impact people. Um, they were like, dude, you have a, a skill for storytelling. You have a skill for conveying messages. You should you should share your story more. And so they gave me enough confidence to, you know, share my story. Um, but to give people a little bit of, you know, context. I wasn't just this magical, you know, speaker at first, you know, I wasn't very good at speaking, but it's like a muscle. Everything's a muscle and you need to practice it. You need to exercise it over and over again. 
And so even to this day, I'm, I'm constantly crafting my, my craft. I'm constantly, you know, becoming a better speaker. I'm constantly learning from people like you, Tony Robbins, Ed Milet, Andy Frisella. There's so many people that, you know, I'm learning from. And that requires you being a student of the game. You know, one of my core values in my business and in my personal life is, is being a student of the game. And what that means is you drop your ego and you realize you only know what you know. And that you have the ability to learn from someone like yourself or you have the ability to learn from a janitor or the CEO. Everybody has something to teach you. And one of the biggest wealth traps for not only humans but entrepreneurs is people think they know it all. When there's so much information out there, you don't know it all. And there's so many things that you can get better at, right? And so I just started speaking. You know, at first I was speaking for free and I was doing anything and everything that I could, could you know, to exercise the muscle of speaking. And, you know, after every speech, you know, I would analyze the speech and say, what can I do better? How can I make my speech better? How can I provide more impact? And, um, you know, at the end of the day, um, you know, it's all about providing value. You know, how much value can you provide in your industry? If you can provide more value than anyone else, you'll be more successful than anyone else. But it's just, it comes down to truly, you know, genuinely wanting to help people and providing value for them, right? And so even to this day, I'm always looking for more ways that I can provide value. More, more ways to you know inspire people just like this podcast right it's very early in the morning for you and it's very late in the night for me but i know that this has the potential to change someone's life and that's exactly why we're here thank you very much thank you very much now i have a good young following and there's a question that i'd like to ask that is directed at my young following what advice do you have for young teenagers, I don't know what they're doing with their life. Uh, just lost. What advice do you have? Yeah. So for the, for the young following is, you know, you can make a living out of your passion. You know, don't let other people tell you otherwise. You know, whatever your passion is, and maybe you don't even know what your passion is. That just means you need to try more things because you'll never know if you enjoy something. You'll never know if you really love something if you don't try it. And so, you know, try everything. Try everything, whether it's skateboarding, scuba diving, singing, playing the drums, whatever it may be, whatever makes you feel good, do more of that. Because there's so many people that are living lives that they don't enjoy. And so I much, I much rather, you know, pursue and fall on my face and fail over and over again on something that I truly enjoy than trying to build a life that I don't enjoy, right? And so I just want the young following to like, do what, do what you, do what you love, you know. And and if if you you gotta go to school now, and if you want to go to college, that's great. But always know that there's time for you to work on your passion. There's time to work on your dream. And, uh, you know, don't let anyone else, you know, veer you away from that and make sure that you have your own definition of success. You know, don't let other people say, well, success is having a jet or success is having a house, whatever it may be. You determine what success is for you. You know, whether that's, you know, you having a podcast or whether that's you going to college or whether you that's you becoming a veterinarian, whatever it may be. You have to determine what success is for you and then go and then go pursue it. And remember this, it, it, there's, there's never going to be a moment in your life that you say, man, I did it. I'm successful. I can stop now. The journey is everything. And the more that you can fall in love with the journey, 
and, and, and you evolving each and every day, that is where true happiness comes from, right? We're not really pursuing happiness. You want to be present in the moment and you want to enjoy every step of you evolving each and every day. That's something, that's something I've been reading in John C. Maxwell's book, Successful Learning. He said, success is not really a destination. It's a journey. You have to embrace the journey. Love it. Embrace the journey. Now, the, the next question is, yeah, the author of the, the book, um, Victim to Victor, what inspired you to write that? Yeah, absolutely. And so when I first started speaking, I needed to build credibility. And I realized build credibility is becoming an author right if you have a book it makes you look you know at a higher level than if you didn't have a book right and um to give a little insight i'm not a writer you know i don't know how to write a book and so i found someone who can interview me and so basically they interviewed me for about six hours and we went through my whole life story and then they created the book for me and so you know you don't always need to have the skill, right? You don't always need to know how to write a book. You can find people who know how to do it and you can get interviewed. You can get creative on the ways that you can find the book. But I also just wanted to put my life story into a book where people can read it on a plane or they can give it to their kids and they can read. And so, you know, the, rain, the main reason for me to write the book was really to just build credibility. And also it was another source of revenue for the company. And so this way, when I was speaking, I was not only getting paid to speak, but at, at the end, I could do meet and greets and sell my books as well. Wow. Very smart. Very smart. Well, I don't have much questions, but one of the last questions I would like to ask you is this. If you could step into my shoes, what question would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask? Yeah, say, say it one more time. If you could step into my shoes, what question would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask? Got it. What question would I ask myself? Um, that's a great question. I would probably ask myself, what are you currently struggling with? Um, because nowadays, the majority of social media is people posting their perfect lives, right? That they're, they're always happy and they're always doing amazing things. When in reality, if you want to build a, a genuine fan base, if you want to build people that truly love you for you, you have to talk about the things that you're currently struggling with because life isn't perfect. Life is hard. Life has challenges. And so the more that you can open up about the hard things, the things that people don't really want to talk about, people will connect with you on a deep level. And so my advice to you as well is, you know, talk about the things that you're currently struggling with and how you overcame them. You know, your current struggles, your current problems, the things that you're currently going through because people all struggle. As humans, we all struggle with the same things. And so the more that we can open up about our inner struggles and our inner things that we're, we're you know, overcoming, that that's how you will connect with your fan base on a deeper level. Wow, and I've been taking notes throughout the whole interview. <laughs> now, the last and final question is this How do you feel you are going to disrupt and change the way your industry is going right now? Yes, yeah, say, say it one more time. How do you feel you are going to disrupt and change the way your industry is going right now? Yeah, absolutely. And so, I want to create, so what I've realized is 
there's only a small percentage of the world that goes to personal development seminars, right? It's not a lot of people. But what a lot of people what a lot of people do do is they listen to music. And I love music. It was one of my biggest passions. It's still one of my biggest passions. And so right now I'm building a studio in my house and I'm creating music. And there's going to be a deeper meaning in the music about, you know, the mind is a garden and you better plant some flowers and the biggest disability is a bad mindset. I want to create attractive music that, you know, the youth can listen to, but that has deeper meaning in it so I can cast a bigger net and a bigger impact. And um, in the next five years, I would like to be touring for my music, you know, and doing inspirational stuff, but touring for my music and, uh, you know, being an artist, being a singer and a rapper, but spreading light in an industry that has a lot of darkness. And so that, as well as the Junior Victorious, you know, we were talking about that. I'm going to enroll you into that. Um, Junior Victorious is a 52-week curriculum where every Sunday I roll out a mini video lesson for the kids. And basically it'll be a lesson and at the end are some questions and then there's a challenge of the week to implement that lesson. And I'm also, I have a Facebook community for the parents, so I'm building a community of the parents. But if I want to make a massive impact in this world, I got to start with the future generation, the kids like you. And, um, you know, that's why I'm so drawn to you because you are literally changing the game for the future generation and I commend you and I can't wait for you to be in junior victorious with the, uh, you know, with the, all the other kids. And so I'm really excited about, you know, focusing more on serving the, uh, the younger people. Wow. Thank you very much. Now, how can my listeners connect with you on Instagram if they're not already following you on any social media platform? Yeah. Yeah. They can, um, my full name, Nick Santanastasso. Um, you can find me on Instagram, YouTube, uh, LinkedIn, Facebook. If you type Nick Santo, I'm the guy with no legs and one arm. There's not many of those guys running around the uh, the earth nowadays. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining our podcast. If you want to connect with us, all the social media links will be in the description.